0: Well, if you have your Bibles, we're going to open tonight the to two different texts. Uh, we've enjoyed uh, being here over this past week. Let me see. Open to Proverbs 18 and then Ecclesiastes 9. Proverbs 18 and then Ecclesiastes 9. We're just going to read a verse or two in both places. We've enjoyed being, being here in Sioux Falls for the past week and being able to visit with Jesse and Leah and little Oakland. Amen. And uh, tried to get her to say grandpa all week, but she still hasn't said grandpa yet. So hopefully by all, but I think she said grandma today. And so Angie will be very happy. Amen. I've been trying to bribe her with everything and I just can't get grandpa. But anyhow, uh, we have thoroughly enjoyed the time with them and um, uh, looking forward to seeing our other grandkids and son and daughter as well. Amen. Uh, And certainly have enjoyed uh, being here, being with the church. Thank pastor for this opportunity. Uh, This evening, uh, we're going to do some talking uh, maybe some teaching, maybe some preaching along the way. Uh, we'll probably hit some serious notes and probably have a little bit of fun. A uh, pastor spoke to me just before uh, the service and said I could do the invitation. And I'm being honest with you, I don't, know, I don't know if this is an invitation kind of message or not. We'll see how the Lord leads. Amen. Uh, but uh, I'm normally not a thematic preacher. I don't, I don't look for the holiday and, 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 and try to build a message around uh, the holiday Uh, but next week is valentine's and and this did come to my mind today as i was thinking about what i'll be preaching next week at our church in ghana and so i'm going to preach a valentine's message to you all right and uh we'll have a little bit of fun i do want to say it's very good to see aaron sapon here and angie and the family we're so glad that you're here uh, this evening and uh for those of you that don't know the family uh, we got to meet them many years ago as we started a church here in, um, I almost said here in Ghana, but here in Sioux Falls, and, um, and they're having some health struggles right now. They certainly need your prayer, and I'm so glad you guys are here. And before we leave tonight, I want to introduce you to my pastor, amen, and introduce you to one another. Uh, that would be a good thing, and so, so good to see each one of you. Robert, so I'm going to preach. I'm, I'm watching my time. It's 741. Uh, you know, when you go to the gas station, they fill you with gas, and you can go a long ways. And my wife and daughter-in-law fed me a lot of fried chicken tonight and good baked macaroni and cheese, and I could preach a long time. Amen. All right. We will, we will be mindful of the time. I do have to be at the airport at 3.30 tomorrow morning, so I am going to try to get some sleep tonight, okay? So, but Proverbs 18, verse 22, and then Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 9. I'll read both of these texts and, and uh, preach kind of two different messages to two different groups of people uh, here at the same time. Proverbs 18, the Bible said, Whoso findeth a wife, findeth a good thing. Can I get a witness? Amen. If you're not saying amen, something's wrong, all right? If you're married, all right? Uh, Whoso findeth a wife, findeth a good thing, and obtaineth favor of the Lord. And I certainly found my good thing 30 years ago and obtained great favor from the Lord. If you know me and Angie at all, or I think correct English is Angie and I, you know that I married up, amen. amen. And that you can say amen right there because it's the truth, all right? Uh, I, 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 if, if I wasn't saved, I'd say I just got lucky, uh, but I'm saved and so I got blessed, amen. amen. Uh, but, but Ecclesiastes chapter nine, verse nine, let's read that as well. Uh, and the Bible says here, live joyfully with the wife, whom thou lovest all the days of the life of thy vanity, which he, that's God, hath given thee under the sun, all the days of thy vanity. For that is thy portion in this life and in thy labor, which thou takest under the sun. Amen. And I think that's pretty clear. You, you know, if you're wondering what God thinks about time that you spend with your wife and your marriage relationship, I think God's pretty clear right there how he wants you to spend that time in that relationship. And so tonight I want to preach to, to everybody. The Spirit of God can certainly take a message and uh, minister severally as he will. Uh, I want to preach to those that are single uh, about uh, some principles concerning a biblical relationship. Amen. And, and really how to find a good spouse. And then I want to preach to those that are married about some principles that I believe will help you. Uh, to keep the home fires burning, amen, and uh, just uh, to, to, to have a, hel- uh, uh, a healthy and a happy marriage, all right? So let's go to the Lord a word of prayer, and we're gonna try to preach as quickly as we can. Lord, you're a good God, and we bless your name tonight. Lord, what a privilege it is, what an opportunity to be able to stand here again. Lord, I don't take this for granted, I think, You and I thank Pastor for giving this opportunity. And I pray, Lord, you'd bless tonight as we preach. Give us liberty as we talk. Lord, you said a merry heart, doeth good like medicine. We're going to have a little bit of a fun time, I do believe. But Lord, at the same time, may we look at these biblical principles and realize the seriousness of them. And Lord, I pray for those that are here and not married. uh, Lord, uh, whom it's your will for them to get married one day. God, I pray they take these uh, Lord principles seriously. And Lord, for those that are married, Lord, I pray that you'd bless in their marriages. And Lord, for those uh, that may be uh, Lord widowed, those that maybe this message doesn't seem to apply to, may they grab some things from this message that they can share with family and friends along the way, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Uh, What I want to do is just preach to those of you that are single just for a little bit. Amen. Teach, talk, preach, whatever you want to call it. Uh, uh, Just give you some things that I believe will help you uh, along the way when it comes to that time. Now, a lot of you are too young uh, to get married. If you're 22, you're just, I'm sorry, uh, you're going to have to be 30 or 40. Amen. Uh, The older I get, the older that age gets for people getting married. Uh, In Ghana, uh, young men can't get married until they're 28 or 30. That's the average age, 28 to 32 because they can't afford it. And, uh, and there's a whole lot of reasons there. And so I have a lot of young men in my church uh, uh, that, that, I, that, that I need to preach this to next week. Amen. But, but uh, I want to give three things uh, to those of you that are single tonight that, again, I just believe are some biblical principles that'll help you uh, uh, when that time comes. Number one, the Bible said, whosoever findeth a wife. Yes. Now, to findeth a wife, you have to looketh for a wife. Amen. Yes. So if you're here and you're getting close to marriage age, it might do good if you start looking. Amen. And I've heard all kinds of preachers preach on this. And some preachers say, well, you just sit and wait and pray in your prayer closet and God will bring her to you. Well, he might. Amen. But God did say, whoso findeth. Amen. And I think you'll have some responsibility. So I want to talk about how to look for a wife. Just, Just for a moment. All right. Number one, look in prayer. Look in prayer. If you're serious about a life's mate, whether you're a young man, a young lady, a middle-aged man, a middle-aged lady, if you're serious about a life's mate, you will make a great mistake if you are looking and you're not praying. Amen. Yes. If you are not praying, because outside of getting saved, getting married is the most important decision that you'll make in your life. Amen. Yes. And it pays to wait for the proper date. Amen. Amen. Uh, my, well, I won't tell you what my father-in-law told me before I got married, amen, uh, because I couldn't say it right now. But, but he gave me some very good advice. All right, but let me just say, look in prayer. Look in prayer. Learn, even when you're young, learn to start praying now about the will of God for your life. Young people, you can pray about the will of God for your life now. You're not old enough to get married, but you can certainly be praying about uh, when that time comes that God will show you the who, amen, the who and the where, And the what that he wants you to do for your life. And so we certainly do not, we don't believe in the worldly philosophy of, well, you just go out there and just, just, just pick a woman and go back to your cave. Amen. Amen. We don't believe that. Amen. We, we believe that here's, here's what I believe the Bible teaches. I believe that God created you for a person and God created a person for you. Amen. And if you'll learn how to pray God will guide you. He will lead you to that person. But if you bypass God, if you bypass the principles of God's word, if you bypass prayer, I'm telling you, God will forgive. God may bless you, but you'll live with scars and regrets for the rest of your life. Amen. Yes, that's right. Don't miss praying for a mate. Amen. And then, and then, I just want to say, I just want to ask, are you praying? Young people, middle-aged person, single person, are you praying about a wife? Are you looking in prayer? Then number two, look with prudence. Look in prayer, but look with prudence. The Bible says in Proverbs 22, verse 3, and Proverbs 27, 13, or or 12, it's the same verse. Twice in God's word, a prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. And the prudent person doesn't just take the first person That comes along that's age eligible and of the opposite sex amen a prudent person uh uh, evaluates the potential mate through the lens of scripture young men let me say you should be looking for a woman by using proverbs 31 as a guideline amen that's the kind of person you're looking for if you're a young man and young ladies you should be looking for a young man who emulates the character of the lord jesus christ amen a young man who wants to be godly a young man who wants to be a Christian in every sense of the word, Christian, Christ-like. And so uh, the old adage says that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And and, and boy, if we'll understand that, just a little prudence up front could save you a lifetime of misery. Because I want to say this to you tonight, once you get married, whether it was the will of God before or not, once you're married, it is now the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Amen. Amen. And we need to remember that, all right? And then I wanted to just say this, that looking with prudence um, uh, means that I'm looking for a person who fits the scriptural definition of what a godly spouse would be. Uh, and, and a part of that is looking for a person whom my parents and my pastors, uh, those that are godly counselors in my life would say, hey, I believe, I believe that's a godly young man. That's a godly young lady. Amen. Yes. Don't bypass, don't bypass your parents. I'm talking to some young people tonight that are contemplating right now. I know for a fact there are young people in this room right now contemplating, bypassing your parents and your pastor and going outside of the will of God, some moving geographically. And can I tell you tonight, um, God gave me this message and I didn't realize until I was standing up here preaching, seeing the crowd, that I know people here that are contemplating, not following this advice. And I'm begging you, I'm begging you. If I was in Ghana, speaking in Fanti, I'd say, Mupacho, Mupacho, please, I beg you, don't bypass the scripture. Don't, Don't circumvent your parents and your pastor's blessing and say, I can do it, and I'll have the blessing of God. You'll mess your life up. You'll have regrets. You'll wish to God you could turn the clock back one day, and you won't be able to, and I'm begging you tonight. I'm pleading with you tonight. Follow your parents' advice. Follow your pastor's counsel. Follow the word of God. Amen. Then, so look in prayer. Look with prudence. And then I want to say this to some young men need this part of it. Amen. Look with passion. Amen. Amen. You say, well, that's, that's not right. Where is that in the Bible? Well, God, God looked for us passionately. Amen. As, as his pride, have some passion about you. If you don't show some interest in a young lady, young man, how is she ever going to know that you're interested? See, some young men are like me, man. When I was a young man, I was scared to death to talk to a girl. Amen. And I liked, I liked Angie, but man, I was like, I was scared to talk to her. My dad finally come and said, we're, we're talking to her right now because he knew I wanted to. But can I, can I tell you, <laughs> step out of your comfort zone and go say, hello, <laughs> yeah. amen. Hey, my name is, and get a conversation going, all right? Don't just sit there, because some of you are so spirit. you're far more spiritual than me, amen. And you're sitting on your blessed assurance, amen, praying, just waiting for God to float her in on a cloud and drop her in the pew right beside you. It's not gonna happen that way, Amen you got to open your eyes, look in prayer, look with prudence, then get some passion about you. Amen. And and, and, uh, chase her. Amen. (laughs) Amen. I'm thinking about deer hunting now. Amen. All right. But, I mean, just, man, get it going. Amen. I mean, start a conversation. Say hello. Amen. Talk to her father. Do something. Amen. To let her or to let him know that you're, and I know girls, we're, we're not talking about girls initiating. Amen. And all that kind of thing. But, hey, girl, I mean, you can talk to your sister and say, hey, can you find out if he's interested? Do something, amen. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to help you tonight, all right? And so, uh, uh, so, so, just I'm not trying to be a matchmaker. I'm just trying to help because Valentine's Day is coming and I got a lot of young people I need to help, amen, back in my church, all right? Then let me just say this number two uh, to, to those that are single. You, you will attract who you are. You will attract what you are. I, I'm telling you, I, if, if I were you, I would be disciplined. I would be charactered. I'd be in love with God. I'd be in love with the principles of God's word. I wouldn't be living in rebellion to this. I wouldn't be that person that's trying to always push the lines, that person that's trying to always rebel, that person that's trying to step around the pastor and trying to step around my parents and trying to step around the word of God because you'll reap what you sow in marriage and that's what you'll get for a wife or a husband. And again, you're gonna have problems. You do, I'm telling you. You will have problems if you do that. I'm 30 years now in marriage, and I'm 26 or 27 years in the ministry. And I'm telling you, we've counseled many people along the way that wish they could go back and change it, but they can't now. It's too late. If you're not married, it's not too late. Amen. Do it right the first time. You have a chance to do it right. Do it right. Amen. You'll attract who you are. Proverbs 27:19 says, as in water, face answereth the face. The idea there is a mirror, you know, if you're looking in a clear, I can't preach this hardly in Ghana because all of our water is muddy. But, but it, you know, if you're looking in a clear creek or crick or a stream and you're looking, you can see your, the reflection of yourself. And God says here in that same, if you're looking in a mirror, if you're looking in, in a looking glass, in water, you, you see in the face or in, in, in the mirror yourself. You see a reflection of yourself. And he said, so the heart of man to man. If you're a rebel, you're going to draw a rebel. If you're someone that pushes the limits you're going to draw someone that pushes the limits if you're if you're if you're a flirt i'm telling you're going to draw a flirt when you get married there's going to be big problems amen i'm just saying do it right amen get some discipline get some godliness get some holiness man follow hard after god fall in love with god be a godly young man be a faithful young man be a faithful virtuous young lady And, and god will bless you i believe that And then look for someone, let me just give you this, and I'm going to the married folks, amen. We got a lot of preaching to do there tonight, amen. But look for someone who will encourage you and challenge you to grow spiritually. It doesn't matter to me if you're a young lady or a young man, look for a mate who will encourage you and challenge you to be faithful to God and his word. Uh, uh, Pastors preach so well, Sunday night, Wednesday night, the previous Sunday night, on the life of Daniel. Somebody said about Daniel, if you can't live the... Jerusalem life in Jerusalem, you'll never live it in Babylon. He lived it in Jerusalem, and then he lived it in Babylon. And I'm saying, man, right here in the house of God with Christian parents and a godly pastor, and we're hearing the word of God preached right here in our church. If you can't live a holy, godly life here, if you can't be an example, young men, of the believer here, amen, and attract someone who is like you, amen, and and looking for someone who will challenge you spiritually, if you can't do that here, you'll never do that when you're married, out on a job force somewhere, working in the unsaved world, and the pressures of life come, and I'm telling you, they will. I'm saying, find that young lady, find that young man that challenges you spiritually. Yes. You know, some of you, you, you uh, we're all human. Some of you guys, you, you know, uh, there's going to be a girl come by one day. And you're going to be like, and, and some of you are like, eh, I'm not interested in girls at all. I ain't never going to be interested in girls. My, Micaiah was like that, amen. And then a girl come walking by at college. He's like, huh, a girl, Wow. Can I tell you, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Some guy's gonna come by, and some of you, some of you girls are gonna be like, I don't know the, term, I know the terminology they used in the 90s. I don't know what they even say today, but they'd they say, oh, what a hunk. <laughs> Can I tell you, don't just have that to be the only criteria for who you marry. Well, look how beautiful she is. Because I'm gonna tell you, one day, she's gonna grow older. And I'm not trying to be funny right there. I'm being truthful. If you love her for what she looks like, what happens if she gets cancer? What happens if she loses her health? What happens if she gets older, as all of us do go to any nursing home in town, pick out a 90-year-old and say, hey, I want to see how beautiful she is, how beautiful she is, how beautiful she is. You say, well, I'll marry a young man because, man, look at that. I mean, he, he's in school. Some of you young guys, you're in school, and you raise your hand to talk to the teacher, and you're like, oh. I know. I was a young man once, amen. Girls, you say, what a hunk. One day, he's going to put his arm up like this, and it's going to drop out down here. It's going to happen. If you marry just for how? You know, what a hunk he is. I'm telling you, one day he's going to become a chunk. He's not going to be a hunk anymore. Amen. I, somebody said there was a song wrote about a hunk, a hunk of burning love. And I heard a pastor say, I, I, he's a big pastor. He said, I turned into a chunk, a chunk of burning love. Amen. <laughs> I'm saying we don't just marry. And certainly physical looks when we're young. Sure, there's attraction. and If there's no physical attraction, there ain't going to be any other attraction most of the time. But I'm saying beauty is skin deep. It's a woman that feareth the Lord. The Bible said she shall be praised. Amen. And marry for the right reason. Marry for godly character. Marry her because she's beautiful, as everybody says. I see this, I really don't know what it means, but I think it must must mean what I'm preaching on right now, amen. They'll say, oh, she's beautiful inside and out. I'm like, inside and out? (laughs) But her character speaks to her beauty. She's a virtuous woman, amen. Marry a man who is a valiant man whose character speaks of his valiance for God, amen i challenging you to do that, all right? And so, look for someone who will, who will encourage you and not discourage you from being faithful to church. Discourage you from reading your Bible and praying. Who will not discourage you from living out the behavior that is becoming to a child of God, and in this case, a member of Eastside Baptist Church. Amen. We're seeing so many of our young, you know, it's a tragedy when any young person does what so many of those Jewish children did when Daniel and the three Hebrew children, they stood out so wonderfully because of their testimony. But so many just, they compromised. It's a tragedy when we see young people go out of our churches compromised. And it's a double tragedy when you see a godly young person marry an ungodly person or a person that's not really where they should be and then, it, 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 I'm telling you guys, it normally doesn't happen. Well, well I will marry her or I'll marry him and then, and then I will lead them to the Lord or then they will become godly. Normally, the opposite happens. And then it's, it's it, you know, what's really, what, 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 if I could just say this to the parents, what's really tragic, we're living in a day when, when we used to preach about our sons, you know, marrying a saved young lady and, uh, you know, marrying a sanctified young lady and making sure you don't marry a compromiser. But now we're living in a day when we have parents in our churches, amen, who are encouraging our children to compromise and setting their own grandchildren up for failure. Don't do it. Don't do it. Encourage your child to marry someone who's in love with the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Help them get started right, amen. Don't as a parent be a rebel to the word of God and the things of God and set that example to your children and just let your children wanna marry who they want to and and when they want to and live how they want to. I'm telling you, one day there'll be great regret for that. Oh, but let me get on. I've gotta get on to to those that are married, amen. I gotta watch my time, Put my glasses back on. Eight o'clock, all right. I want to make sure that nobody comes up, starts playing the piano while yeah. I'm preaching, amen, all right. All right, there's a story there, all right. But for those that are married, real quickly, let's read Ecclesiastes 9, verse 9 again. To those that are married, live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest all the days of the life of thy vanity, which he hath given thee under the sun. all the days of thy vanity, for that is thy portion in this life and in thy labor which thou takest under the sun. Let me just, for those that are married, give you some, just, again, just a few quick principles. If we're going to live joyfully together, because God did say live joyfully, I just want to stop right now and just ask yourself the question, am I living joyfully with my wife? Am I living joyfully with my husband? Ask that question. If your home is not a joyful home, maybe you need to tune in right now, okay? Um, number one, if you're going to live joyfully with your spouse, number one, love the Lord first with all of your heart. That is key to living joyfully with your spouse. The Bible said in Deuteronomy 6, verse five, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. In other words, put all you have soul, spirit, and body into falling in love with the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus repeated that in Matthew 22. He said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Verse 37, with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind, this is the first and great commandment. And then I want you to notice, and I'm reading through these quickly. You'll be glad I did in a couple minutes, amen. But 1 John 4, verse 20, if a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, If a man say I love God, but my relationship with my spouse is not right. He said, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? There are two principles worth noting here. Number one, we love God first. Now, I love Angie with all of my heart and with all of my soul and with all my might. I do. I love my wife. Amen. God has given me uh, you know, I, I I think it's the best wife in the world, but you better think that about your wife, amen. But but uh, but I really, I, God has given me a wonderful lady and a wife, and I thank God for that. Followed me to Africa not once but twice, and after cancer the second time. I mean, man, praise God, she is a good woman, amen. amen. To follow me, and you know, I mean, I'm telling you, living with me is tough, amen. And uh, and so for her to do that, uh, she, you, you just keep praying for her, but man, she's doing well, amen. amen. Now I just want to say this. We, we love God first. I cannot love my wife with the love of Christ. The Bible said husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. I can't love my wife with the love of Christ without loving Christ first. My relationship with Christ therefore precedes my relationship with my wife. And if I love God first, if I love Jesus Christ first, then I'll be able to love her in the way that he commanded me to. Amen, that's why it's so important, man. Have your devotions every day. Spend time with the Lord. You say, well, i got to spend time with my wife. Spend time with the Lord first. Amen. Amen. Keep the fire burning between you and the Lord. Amen. Love him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Ma'am, do the same. Fall in love with the Lord. You know, the, one of the most basic marriage counseling uh, illustrations is if I had a whiteboard here, I'd draw a triangle. And here's God, and here's the husband, and here's the wife. And, and if you both are in love with the Lord, you're getting close to the Lord. And by default, you're getting closer to one another. Amen. Right. You have the same goal. You have the same love. You have the same passion. You have the same interest. But if he's moving towards the Lord and you're moving away from the Lord, you're not getting closer to each other. And if you're both moving away from the Lord, I'm telling you, bad things are in store. Yes, right. Stay in love with the Lord Jesus Christ. And then number two here, if I don't love my wife, as Christ loved the church, that's a tall order for men. I don't think any man would be able to stand up here and say, I mean, it would, it would almost reek of pride if I said, I want you to know I love my wife as Christ loved the church. Amen. I mean, that's a pretty tall order, but I'm trying. Yes. And I believe every man here and every, every, every lady here should say, hey, I'm trying to submit to my husband as the church is to submit. I'm trying. I don't think any of us are perfect. If you are, come please counsel me. Amen. All right. Serious. I, uh, but listen to what I'm saying here. If, if I don't love my wife, if I don't try to love my wife as Christ loved the church, then I'm evidencing that I do not love God as I say I do. And as I should. So I challenge you. Keep Christ first in your marriage. Take time for those devotions, amen. Stay close to the Lord, amen. Spend much time in secret with Jesus alone. And then number two, uh, not just loving the Lord God first with all your heart for those that are married, but love each other then selflessly, selflessly. If our marriage is to be a happy marriage and a joyful marriage, then it must be based on true love. And since God is love, then his love is true love. And so his love is selfless, not selfish. God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. True love gives. True love is not interested in taking. True love is interested in giving. Men, if you're to love your wife as Christ loved the church, true love gives. And by the way, just a note to single folks, if the young man's only interested in what he can get from you, young lady, that's lust. That's not love. Amen. Amen. Now, God's love gives. It, it, it doesn't take. So, so if I'm going to give, uh, the, the secret, uh, one of the secrets to a joyful, happy marriage is when both sides give, amen, because they truly love. Both sides, really, we're both supposed to love each other, amen. Really, we're both supposed to submit one to another in the fear of the Lord. And so can I just say this? Uh, how do we, we can say, love your wife. We can say true love gives, but, but how does that look in real life? What does that mean? Number one, spend time with her or spend time with him. Amen. When you were dating or courting, and depending on which camp you are in the Independent Fundamental Baptist, it's dating or courting. And, and I'm sure they're going to come up with a new word pretty soon. Amen. But, but when you were going together as a couple, uh, you wanted to spend time with her then. You wanted to spend time with him then. Amen. Why, why wouldn't you want to spend time with your spouse now that you're married? Can I just say, if you're married and you say, well, I have my time with my spouse and then I have my time with all my friends. Can I tell you, your spouse is now your best friend. Yeah, right. He's supposed to be your best friend. She's supposed to be your best friend. You say, well, I wanna, I wanna go out with all my girlfriends all the time. Your <laughs> husband is now your best friend, amen. Yeah, I wanna go out with my boyfriends all the time. Guys, don't say boyfriends, amen. I wanna go out with my buddies all the time, all right. Sounded wrong there for a minute. Sounded like we was getting in a woke church or something. Amen. All right. All right. All right. Sorry about that. Rewind that off the tape. Amen. But I, I want to go out with my buddies. Can I tell you, you're married now. She gets first place. Amen. When it comes to time. And you wanted her, you wanted her time and you wanted to spend time when you were dating. So keep that one to going now that you're married. Amen. Amen. Then And then not just spend time, invest talents in, in one another. Some of you men have special talents, as, as do some of you ladies. Amen. Uh, some of you ladies, boy, you can fix the house up real nice. Some of you can't. Amen. But some of you can. Some of you can make a special meal. Some of you can serve burnt offerings. Amen. <laughs> some of you can pretty up a table for a visitor. Hey, if you can do it for someone else, do it for your spouse. Amen. You men have talents. Hey, find out what your wife's interested in, amen, and do it for her. Build it for her. Bring it to her. Whatever you have to do, pay somebody else to make it and get it to her, amen. But do it, amen. Don't say you love if you're not willing to give time and talent, all right? And then and men, I know sometimes you have a hard time with this right here, especially, you know, and then I know some ladies have a hard time with this too. Spend treasure on your spouse. So invest time. Spend talents, invest your talents, spend your treasure on. Find out what's special for your wife and get it for her. I mean, if she likes flowers, get her flowers. Not every lady likes flowers. She likes chocolate, get her chocolate. Not every lady likes chocolate, amen. I used to think every lady liked chocolate, but I found out not every lady likes chocolate. Find out what she likes and get it for her. Find out what your husband likes, amen. And and you say, Pastor... yeah, you, you acting like we all have a bunch of bad marriages. No, I want you to have good marriages. Amen. Amen. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember or remind. I'm trying to remember myself, but I'm trying to remind all of y'all. Amen. These biblical principles, I, I really believe they work. Amen. So, so number one, number one, there again, or excuse me, number two, love each other selflessly, and then number three, and this can't be understated, guard your relationship jealously. Amen. Guard your relationship jealously. We're still talking about living joyfully with the wife of thy youth. And we're talking about how to have a happy marriage. In Song of Solomon, chapter number eight, verse number six, the Bible said, Set me as a seal upon thine heart, and as a seal upon thine arm. For love is strong as death. Jealousy is as cruel as the grave. The coals thereof are coals of fire, which hath the most vehement flame. Jealousy is a good thing in biblical boundaries within a marriage. Amen. Amen. There is a bad jealousy in a marriage. There is a good jealousy in a marriage. Guard your marriage zealously and jealously. Guard that relationship. You say, what, is that? what does that mean for men? That Men, that means guard your thoughts. Yeah. Proverbs 4.23 says, keep thy heart. That word keep means guard. Keep the heart with all diligence for out of the issues of life. And and if I'm going to keep my marriage relationship happy and joyful, then I must keep my thought life clean and pure. Job said in Job 31 verse one, I made a covenant with mine eyes. Why then should I think upon a maid? He understood the connection between the eye and the heart. He understood that what I look at is what I'm going to think about. So I'm making a covenant with mine eyes today that I'm not going to be looking where I should not be looking, amen. I'm going to be looking at my wife, amen. And I think that's good advice, I really do. Guide your eyes, Proverbs 6, verse 25 and 26. The Bible said, Lust not after her beauty in thine heart, neither let her take thee with her eyelids. For by means of a horse woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread, and the adulteress will hunt for the precious life. And again, I like this verse, Proverbs 4:25. Let thine eyes look right on, uh, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. And fellas, I'm telling you, I had a Bible college professor said one time, and he was talking to a bunch of single young students, but he said, I don't care how ugly some of you are, the devil's got, he can put on an uglier costume, amen. And there's a lot of truth in that. I'm saying to those of you that are married, you listen to what I'm saying. Men, when you're working around others, when you're witnessing even to others, amen, when you're in ministry with others, you keep your mind and your eyes and your thoughts on that which is pure, amen, and you keep it on the Lord and your wife. And, and ladies, what, what, how, what, you know, we're talking about guarding your relationship. Uh, what, what does that mean for ladies? Can I say to the ladies, guard your emotions. Guard your emotions, amen. Proverbs 4.23 applies to you as well. Keep thy heart with all diligence. And so guard your emotions. Men are attracted by sight, but women are attracted many times by touch and time. Amen. So when the husband gets busy with ministry, for those of us in the ministry, or life in general, for those that aren't in the ministry, uh, sometimes the woman needs someone to listen to her and Satan will bring a man along, even in a church setting. He'll bring a man who'll listen and care, or so it seems. And and then the woman begins to think emotionally. This man, he has time for me. This man is listening to me. This man is really concerned. Can I tell you, ladies, a man can act like a whole lot of things and not be real. Amen. The Bible says in Proverbs 30, uh, man, I, I love this verse. Uh, the Bible said, These be three things which are too wonderful for me, yea, four which I know not. The way of an eagle in the air, the way of a serpent upon a rock. Have you ever watched an eagle flying? I mean, it's, it's wonderful. You can't figure it out. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And a snake, as it's moving, it's like, how does that thing move without legs? And it's amazing to watch it. The way of a ship in the midst of a sea. You think about a sea and a storm, and you watch how a ship navigates. And then, and then God, the Holy Ghost, said the way of a man with a maid. That can be a good thing. That can be a bad thing too, amen. Because I've watched a, a many a man with a maid. I've watched, many, I've watched many a married man and a married woman. And, and, and he became something he wasn't not to give, or something that he was not to give her some time and attention for other purposes than what he was acting like. And in the end, there's shipwreck. Don't let it happen. Don't let it happen, amen. Hey, oh, listen, guard your relationship. Ladies, if a man shows inordinate interest, or concern towards you, better men. Listen to this as well. If if a lady that's not your wife, and I didn't I didn't really want to get serious like this, amen. But but I'm going to get serious because this is where I'm at, amen. But but if but if a man shows interest that's inordinate, more concern than he should be showing, and your husband's not there, uh, men, If a lady shows you more interest than she should be showing, and 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 your your husband or wife or whichever one we're talking about now is not there, amen your spouse is not there, better to offend that person and keep your marriage right. Better to say, you say, well, she needs to get saved. Well, he needs to get saved. Your marriage is more important right now than talking about people getting saved, amen. Well, you know, I'm just trying to encourage him over here. We're having Bible study. I'm just trying to help her over there. I'm telling you, you made a vow to your wife. You made a vow to your husband. Stay true to one another, amen. Amen, amen. There's enough ladies that can lead ladies to Jesus. Amen. There's enough men in this church that can lead men to Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Amen, amen. All right. And so, so I'm just saying, I'm just saying tonight, guard your relationship gently. You want to have a happy home, a joyful home? You want to have a little heaven on earth? Then follow biblical principles, and you will. If you want to have the other place on earth, then just disregard everything I said tonight. Amen. And I promise you, you'll have a very unhappy and an unhealthy marriage. Let me just say this, and I'm done. And this is, there's, you know, I, I, I mean, if you, if you need to talk to the Lord tonight, talk to him, I'm not gonna have an invitation. If pastor wants to have one, he can. But, I, I, you know, I, I'm not gonna, I, I, don't, I don't really feel the need to have an invitation. But I just wanna give some more practical advice, and I'm finished right here. Uh, uh, my, my last advice to, to those that are here and married, and I think this is important, and I, and I, and I told this to a bunch of our pastors over uh, in Ghana, and I really, think, I really think this will help you. Um, and, some, and, and some of our pastors there, they're like, that's not practical. And, and, and I understand their culture and everything, but, but I really believe it will help you to have a joyful, happy marriage. And, I, and it's just purely practical. I'm not going to give you chapter and verse, this last part. You can call James Rutmanology, not the other Rutman, but James Rutmanology, Amen, all right? You can do that, all right? But, but, but number four, just, just enjoy one another. Yeah. Just enjoy. And this is purely practical. Let me just give you three things that will help you, all right? And they're kind of in order. Number one, just get away. Every now and then. You want to have a joyful, happy marriage? Just get away. Go somewhere special. Save some money. You say, I can't. She's spending it all. Well, do what you got to do. Amen. Save some money. Go somewhere special. How important is your marriage? I mean, we spend money for school for our kids. We spend money for food. We spend money for clothing. Learn to save some money just for you and your spouse. Do it. Amen. Then number two, get away. So we you just said get away. I know, I'm going to add more to it now. Get, if you're married and have kids, get away from the kids. Amen. Get away from the kids. Get a, get a babysitter. I mean, one day your kids are going to grow up. This happened to my wife and I. Our kids grew up. I don't know what, it's like it just happened. It's like I'm looking at pictures yesterday. I'm like, here they were. Yesterday I was holding Jesse like he's holding Oakland. They grew up. And one day it's just going to be you and your wife again or you and your husband again. And, 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 and I just want to remind you, you may, you may have 17 children right now, and they may have 53,000 school activities every week, but I'm going to tell you, you're not married to your children, you're married to your spouse, amen. And so get away from your kids and have a special time with just the two of you. Don't, don't get so busy in life that you're just like two ships passing in the night in your own house, and you lose touch and you lose relationship with one another. Take time on purpose, with purpose, amen, with your spouse. And then number three, get away from the kids for a while, amen. You say, well, I just went for dinner. That's good. I, I'm glad you went for dinner. I'm glad you went for a date. But there's, 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 there, there may be a time where you just need to take an adventure for a couple days. Yeah. Your kids won't die. They will actually make it. They will live. Yeah. Your house may be tore, but the, hey, they will live, amen, and, and everything will be fine. And, and you say, that's just not practical, but I'm telling you. Investing in your marriage, you won't go wrong. I, I promise you, amen. Investing in your spouse. Find a, uh, find a national park. Well, that, that's Africa preaching right there. If I, there's, no, there's no nice place to go, so I just tell them find a national park. Find some nice place to go to, amen, and go for a while, amen. I, I, I'm doing that with my wife. I'm taking her to Africa next week, amen. <laughs> We're leaving the kids, amen, for six months. And so let me just encourage you. And, and also, I know we've got a little more serious than I intended to. But, man, invest in your home, invest in your marriage, invest in your spouse. You'll not go wrong. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for these principles from thy word. Lord, there's nothing super spiritual here, nothing, nothing that's earth-shattering. But, Lord, these are biblical principles that are very simple principles If followed, I really believe it will help us to have happy homes and happy marriages. And, Lord God, that will stand the test of time and eternity. So, God bless, I pray. And now dismiss us in your watch care, we pray. We ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen.